Section 7 of Safeguarding Children, Pediatric Medical Countermeasure Research by Presidential Commission for the Study of Bioethical Issues. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Patrick McAfee, Merritt Island. Risk assessment is necessarily based on empirical data, but risks cannot be measured directly. Judgments about risk may be based on adult human data, animal studies, or pediatric use of the product for different indications. If there are insufficient data from these sources to support the conclusion that the intervention poses no more than a minor increase over minimal risk to child research participants, more data should be obtained. Where the data are inconclusive or no additional data can be obtained, the remaining conclusion must be that the risk is more than a minor increase over minimal, and the research should not go forward. The assessment must be based on data in each case, and although empirical certainty in such matters is impossible, decision makers must strive to make the best judgment possible based on the available data. B. Ethical Research Design Pre-event pediatric MCM research should be designed and conducted under conditions of the greatest scientific and ethical rigor. Determining whether research is ethical includes evaluating the scientific necessity of the proposed trials, the design of the research plan, the adequacy of available data from prior testing conducted in adults, the benefit of the proposed study over alternatives, and the fairness of subject selection. Scientific necessity. Research with children is a matter of scientific necessity if the important research question cannot be answered without an ethically permissible study involving children. Pre-event pediatric MCM research reviewed under Section 407 should be conducted only if it poses no more than a minor increase over minimal risk and it is necessary to include children in order to learn how to protect children as a subgroup during a bioterrorism attack. As a matter of respect for persons, safeguards must be provided to ensure that children, as members of a vulnerable population, are not exploited through participation in unnecessary research, the results of which could be obtained by other means. This determination should be made using a careful, systematic evaluation of all information, including possible alternatives. 2. Research Plan To be ethical, human subjects research in general, including pediatric MCM research, should be both scientifically valuable and valid, and conducted in accordance with an ethical research plan. The research plan is a broad, high-level overview of the research, which can encompass multiple studies that collectively inform the overarching research question. In the context of pediatric MCM research assessed under Section 407, an ethical research plan and each experiment contained therein must be scientifically valid minimize risks to child research participants by, for example, conducting small trials using age de-escalation, 
implement appropriate monitoring, and properly plan for later research, all while maintaining a level of risk that is no more than a minor increase over minimal. Taken together, these considerations contribute to upholding and honoring the principles of beneficence and respect for persons by minimizing and managing foreseeable risks to research participants, quickly identifying and ameliorating the consequences of unforeseen risks, and maximizing the potential benefits by incorporating plans to acquire additional data. Scientific validity. Scientific validity is required for ethical human subjects research. In pediatric MCM research, each study should be well designed to answer a specific question of importance to the protection of children. Studies should be adequately powered, rigorous in data collection, and feasible. The research plan should be peer-reviewed and approved as scientifically valid before moving forward with participant recruitment. Small trials and age de-escalation. An ethical research plan ought to minimize the number of children exposed to research risks while maintaining a large enough group to satisfy the requirements of scientific validity. Testing an appropriate MCM dosage in pediatric populations should take place only after adult trials have been completed to determine dosing, safety, and, for vaccines, immunogenicity. Following adult trials, an ethical research plan will usually start with a very small pediatric trial with the fewest number of children necessary in the oldest age group, typically 10 to 20 participants, to evaluate the safety of the most promising dose and route of administration based on adult information before expanding to later stage studies that might involve many more participants. Larger scale trials conducted to identify rare adverse events from MCM interventions would not be ethically justified in a pre-event setting. However, adverse event data must be collected in a post-event study, closely monitoring any adverse events after an MCM is deployed. See Post-Event Studies, Chapter 3. When appropriate, ethical MCM research with pediatric populations should also incorporate age de-escalation, a process by which MCMs that have been deemed safe in adults are tested first with older pediatric populations, followed by successively younger children in multiple steps, based on development-specific characteristics as the risks are classified and minimized. When age de-escalation is used, trials with each new age range are informed by the results of the earlier trials so that trends observed in dosage, for example, per body weight, or adverse events in each age group are used to determine how to alter the experimental design to maximize safety for the next group of participants. 
Inferring risk from young adults to older children is discussed in greater detail above. See pre-event studies posing no more than minimal risk approvable under section 404, chapter 3. Appropriate monitoring. Minimizing risks to participants as required by beneficence, non-maleficence, and respect for persons can be accomplished in part through appropriate monitoring. The safety of participants in certain studies should be monitored through a data safety monitoring board, an independent group of experts tasked with monitoring study data and participant safety while the research is underway. In addition, the use of a medical monitor, a pediatrician or team of pediatricians independent of the research team who monitors trial participants should be included in the study design to monitor participants. Monitoring should include extensive patient follow-up, particularly when experimental interventions could carry lasting effects that might otherwise escape detection. Because pediatric MCM research reviewed under Section 407 exposes children who cannot consent to a minor increase over minimal risk. Rigorous safety monitoring with a medical monitor and a data safety monitoring board is necessary. Proper planning for post-event research. In the context of research responsive to the threat of a bioterrorism attack, Ethical research planning must also include appropriate plans for post-event testing, either through a post-event research arm when pre-event testing is ethically appropriate, or through a separate post-event study proposal. To plan adequately for post-event research, pre-event approval and plans for post-event access to funding and expertise should be in place. See Post-Event Studies, Chapter 3. 3. Prior Adult Testing to Minimize Risk to Children To minimize risks to potential research participants in pre-event pediatric MCM research, any proposed intervention should, to the extent possible, be thoroughly tested and found acceptably safe in adults with regard to the same issues that would be studied with children. Information learned from prior testing with adults, along with information from computer models, animal models, and prior comparable MCMs, can help identify proper dosing for initial testing in pediatric populations and characterize the risk levels such research might impose. The condition of prior testing with adults is a matter both of non-maleficence, that is, not imposing unnecessary risks on more vulnerable individuals, and of respect for persons, which calls upon testing those who can consent before turning to more vulnerable populations who cannot. This condition applies to the extent that research with adults can be conducted ethically. Prior testing of an intervention with adult populations 
might not be possible or ethical if, for example, the intervention is only clinically indicated for children, is expected to cause serious adverse events in adults but not in children, or is otherwise not appropriate for use in adults. Requiring that any proposed intervention be tested in advance with adults, when appropriate, helps to ensure that child research participants who enter into adulthood before the tested MCM is needed will have access to an adult formulation of the intervention if ever necessary. Four, sufficient benefit over alternatives. In the context of 407 review, a proposed pediatric MCM study must be expected to generate knowledge that would confer a sufficiently greater overall benefit to children as a class than would the most beneficial alternative, if any, that does not impose greater than minimal risk without the prospect of direct benefit. Assessing comparators is required as a matter of beneficence, which dictates that we strive to minimize risks while maximizing benefits in the present and the future. Pre-event MCM research assessed under Section 407 is only justified by beneficence if it imposes less risk of harming participants than alternatives, including risks of other pre- and post-event research or current preparedness contingency plans for children. Determining an appropriate comparator requires assessing various scenarios, such as the use of alternative existing therapies that have already been tested with children, administration of therapies that have not been tested with children but are approved for use by adults, or even the prospect of a next-generation intervention not yet approved or in advanced development but likely to be authorized at the time such an intervention might be necessary. Fair subject selection. Fair subject selection is a necessary condition of ethical research and is a particularly important safeguard in the context of pediatric research because all children are vulnerable. The principles of beneficence and justice require that the selection of research participants is fair, minimizes risks to and enhances benefits for individual participants, and fairly distributes research risks and benefits more broadly. Rather than selecting subjects on the basis of vulnerability, privilege, or convenience, fair subject selection requires that a study's particular research goals be the primary basis for determining who should be enrolled in research. In considering potential pediatric research participants for pre-event MCM research, the question becomes which members of this vulnerable class should be selected for inclusion. Certain standards provide guidance. For example, we should not include children who are burdened with multifaceted vulnerabilities, such as those who are, quote, institutionalized, cognitively or physically disabled, or wards of the state, end quote. Children enrolled as research participants should be 
at least as likely to benefit from the results of the proposed study as children who are not participating in research. Determining appropriate populations to accord with this standard is context-dependent and should include considerations such as geography, parents' occupation, or other risk factors. Certain populations, for example, children living in urban centers, might be at greater risk of future exposure because they live near targets of bioterrorism and therefore might be more likely to benefit from the results of pediatric MCM research in the event of an exposure. In selecting sites for clinical trials, researchers should consider locations in which participants are likely to be at elevated risk of exposure to the agent under investigation. Selection of particular sites could increase the chances that research participants would be among those likely to benefit from an intervention should an attack occur. Other populations, including first responders who advocate that their families be among the first to receive MCMs in an emergency, might have a greater potential to benefit from pediatric MCM research as well. Additionally, in research that is particularly complex and in which children are expected to take on more than minimal risk for no prospect of direct benefit, researchers should seek to enroll research participants who are best equipped to understand the consequences of participation. Enrolling children of parents who are particularly well-informed about the purpose and limits of pediatric MCM research, for example, could mitigate some of the heightened concerns about such research. This might include children of MCM researchers, policymakers, and subject matter experts. Some have also suggested that another group, families of military personnel, might be particularly well-informed in situations where military personnel have already received the MCM being studied. Other factors, however, caution against selective enrollment of children of military personnel in pediatric MCM research. Military personnel work in environments with clear chains of command and so might interpret encouragement to enroll their children in research as a tacit manifestation of duty. Military parents, their children, or both might feel inappropriate pressure to participate given the hierarchical social structures that they inhabit. Further, while service members have volunteered to be exposed to higher risks than most civilians, their children have not. This is not to say that children of military personnel should be ineligible to enroll in pediatric MCM studies, just that they should not be singled out for participation, and it should be clear that there are no positive or negative repercussions in deciding whether to enroll one's child. C. Post-trial requirements to ensure ethical treatment of children and their families. Justice, which requires that the benefits and burdens of research be equitably distributed, gives rise to certain post-trial obligations to ensure that participants in pre-event 
Pediatric MCM research reviewed under Section 407 are not disproportionately burdened as a result of their participation in research. First, there should be an adequate plan in place to equitably distribute interventions shown to be successful through research to all exposed children in the event they are needed. Second, compensation and care should be guaranteed for any child who incurs a research-related injury during participation in a pediatric MCM trial. 1. Distribution protocol for all children tested or assured. Pre-event pediatric MCM research is conducted to ensure that, in the event of an attack, children have access to the benefit and protection of tested MCMs at appropriate dosages. Accordingly, children who participate in pediatric MCM research assume the risks of research that promises no prospect of direct benefit, but that might benefit all children as a class in the future. Given its ethical grounding in the potential for future benefit, pediatric MCM research cannot be justified unless the presumed benefit to children as a class is assured. That is, a documented plan must be in place for the wide and equitable distribution of the intervention should research support its use to children that need it in the event of an attack. Moreover, in order to respect those who agree to participate in pediatric research and to create a just distribution of benefits and burdens, those who participate must have access to the potential benefits of that research when appropriate. The assurance of an equitable and just distribution protocol guarantees delivery of the intervention to children in need, including any that participated in pre-event research. In developing a plan that equitably and adequately accounts for the interests of research participants and future children, researchers and government officials should use successful extant distribution plans for existing MCMs as models to distribute the experimental intervention in the event of an emergency. To the extent possible, this plan should be proven and should include provision for adequate quantities of MCMs. Children who participate in research also should not be disadvantaged by such participation beyond the imposition of research risks. To the extent possible, the research protocol should ensure that research participants are not disadvantaged in an emergency situation as a result of their participation in pediatric MCM research. For instance, participation in a pediatric MCM trial for an experimental vaccine should not preclude a child from receiving the eventual approved vaccine in the event of an attack, even if the vaccine supply is low due to the assumption that the child might have residual immunity from their participation in the earlier research. Research participants should have the same access to the vaccine 
as other children who have been exposed to an agent. Otherwise, participants would be penalized for volunteering to participate in the MCM research. 2. Compensation for Research-Related Injury Justice requires that children who participate in pediatric MCM research, which primarily aims to benefit other children and society more broadly, be treated or compensated for research-related injuries so that they do not bear a disproportionate share of the burdens of research. In addition, the principles of beneficence and respect for persons require that risks to participants be minimized. In this context, such risks include additional medical or financial harm resulting from research-related injuries. These ethical principles warranting treatment or compensation are particularly acute in the case of research-related injuries stemming from pre-event pediatric MCM research that is greater than minimal risk. Children who cannot legally or ethically consent to the research are bearing greater risk than ordinarily permitted in order to potentially benefit future children in the event of a bioterrorism attack. The argument that compensation for research-related industries is not required because participants willingly accept the risk lacks force in the case of pediatric research. Pediatric research participants are unable to provide valid informed consent and therefore cannot fully accept the risks of research in the same way that adult research participants might. This fact weakens the argument that children enrolled in pre-event MCM research have waived any claim to care or compensation for research-related injuries by agreeing to participate. Before approving pre-event pediatric MCM research under Section 407, reviewers must ensure that researchers have assured that a plan is in place to treat or compensate injured pediatric research participants. The strong ethical obligation to provide care or compensation for injuries resulting from participation in pre-event MCM research entails providing injured research participants with needed medical care, including any available medications or interventions. Monetary compensation might also be necessary in the event of severe or long-term injury. Although the likelihood of severe or long-term injury from pre-event MCM research is, under this framework, extremely low, particularly from interventions that have already been found safe in adults, the very assurance of compensation is both ethically and practically important. See Threshold of Acceptable Risk and Adequate Protection from Harm, Chapter 3. It is important to note that compensation for research-related injuries, as discussed here, does not extend to incentives to participate in research. In pre-event pediatric MCM research, monetary reimbursement for costs outside of research-related injuries should be limited to reimbursement for participation costs, such as transportation, 
and parking. The Bioethics Commission reaffirmed its previous conclusion noted in Moral Science Protecting Participants in Human Subjects Research that, quote, subjects harmed in the course of human subjects research ought not individually bear the costs of care required to treat qualified harms resulting directly from that research, end quote. Particularly because of their vulnerable nature, children who enroll in pre-event MCM research and become injured as a result of their participation should be guaranteed all necessary medical care and appropriate compensation for such injuries. Because this type of research is exceptional and rare, the cost of compensation for research-related injuries is expected to be limited and would likely not require any major new federal infrastructure. As articulated in Moral Science, there is currently no overarching federal policy to ensure that injured research participants receive treatment or compensation. However, there are some existing targeted federal programs, such as the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, NVICP, and the Covered Countermeasure Process Fund established by the PREP Act. NVICP is the primary mechanism through which those injured by vaccines receive compensation in the United States. In the context of most MCMs, the NVICP is inadequate because the program only provides compensation for injuries resulted from vaccines listed in the vaccine injury table or recommended by CDC for routine administration. Most vaccines used as MCMs are not listed on the vaccine injury table. Accordingly, injuries caused by these MCMs would not be eligible for compensation under the NVICP. Moreover, not all MCMs are vaccines. MCMs can be any FDA-regulated product intended to treat or prevent harm or diagnose a condition from the effects of chemical, biological, radiological, or nuclear attacks. Children injured as a result of participating in MCM research will, however, have access to, but may be insufficiently protected by, the PREP Act. The PREP Act passed to limit the liability of manufacturers, distributors, and others who develop, prescribe, administer, test, or dispense a countermeasure provides limited access to compensation for those injured as a result of receiving an MCM. Individuals injured as a result of receiving an MCM can seek compensation through the, quote, covered countermeasure process fund, end quote, a pool of funds that comes into existence once the Secretary of HHS declares an emergency. The PREP Act permits those who suffer, quote, serious physical injury or death, end quote, to recover from the fund. 
those who suffer more minor injuries will be ineligible for compensation. The PREP Act also establishes a statute of limitations of one year. Injuries that manifest more than one year after administration are not entitled to compensation. The Covered Countermeasure Process Fund is funded through congressional appropriations. It is unclear, however, whether Congress has ever appropriated funds. As of December 2009, 24 letters of intent requesting benefits had been submitted under the PREP Act. It is anticipated that any claims would be paid out of emergency appropriations. Regardless of whether researchers rely on an established government mechanism, a system particular to the research funder, or a plan specific to a research site, they must ensure that a treatment and compensation plan is in place for any particular proposed study. The costs of any resulting harm or injury, whether or not it is severe, should not fall on child research participants or their families. End of chapter three, Ethical Considerations for Pediatric Medical Countermeasure Research, part three. Recording by Patrick McAfee, Merritt Island.